Welcome to I Am Divine, mastering your intuition with psychic mediums and spiritual psychology coaches and science of mind practitioners, Paula Hunter and Kim Garden. This is Paula Hunter. And this is Kim Garden. And welcome to another episode of I Am Divine, a spiritual podcast where you will discover your psychic potential within by learning skill sets that develop and master your spiritual gifts. We will teach you about universal truths that will empower you to manifest a life you truly desire. We are here to remind you who you are, the powerful badass that you are, the divine I am. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to another episode of I Am Divine. Today, we are going to be talking about what it means to be an empath. What is an empath? Now, the term empath comes from the word empathy, which is the ability to understand the experiences and feelings of others outside of your own perspective. So you actually sense and feel the emotions as if they're part of your own experience. In other words, someone else's pain and happiness becomes your pain and happiness. And I think we've all had those moments where we have felt so much emotion when it comes to somebody else and taking it on as our own. I know I have. Paula, you have as well? (laughs) Oh, yes. This is how I started my intuitive journey too, was recognizing that I was an empath. And when I was in actually in high school, I used to get told by people, you know, what's wrong with you? You're so sensitive. I can just hardly say anything and you're in tears or your anger or whatever. For me, it was usually tears. And I always used to think there was something wrong with me. Yes. Because I was so highly emotional. I didn't understand what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge beginning and opening for me to understand what was happening. Because when I understood what I was and what was going on, then I was able to learn tools such as grounding and protection that helped me to stay within myself and not just absorb everything from everyone else. I always described as like being a sponge. I suck up everything from the environment, from people, emotions, whatever. Yeah. And I didn't know how to stop it. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you said, you know, people said you're too sensitive and that you're always crying. And it's like, it's almost like those those are the traits of, of an empath. But for me, I know when people would say that to me, I would get so upset and I would make it such a bad thing and feel guilty and shame about it. But now as I've learned the power of an empath, I think that there's so much more to it. And I'm proud to be an empath. I'm proud to feel sensitive. I am proud to be able to show emotion, but I also have learned how to protect my own energy so that I'm not always taking on everybody else's emotions, whether it's good emotions, happy, overwhelming emotions, or it's negative and heavy emotions. I think that there's that balance between the two of them. But I don't think that being an empath is a bad thing. And I think a lot of people make it out to be a bad thing. Yeah. And I was the same when I started, as I said, I felt like it wasn't a good thing. But now after walking this spiritual path for over 30 years, this is a big part of who I am is that empathic side of me. And it really does assist in the readings and the work that I do, because I can use these empathic skills to receive information off of a client. When I used to do paranormal investigation, being able to use those spidey senses that empathic abilities to gauge the energy of a space 
you know, so many ways that I could use it. But I think it's also helped me to become a more compassionate person because I feel everything. And I always say empaths usually feel emotion 10 times more than the normal person. So being able to feel how somebody else feels has also been so empowering because I get it. I understand how you're feeling. And it's, I think, helped me to become a better psychic medium and channel because of that understanding. I've been through it. I've felt it. And I understand what you're experiencing as well. I always say my little thing is, I think the world would be a better place if more people were an empath, because you would then be able to look outside of yourself and be able to put yourself in their position and see it from their perspective. I guess it's not even about feeling that emotion. It's probably just about looking at it from their perspective and taking that on. I think that there's so much value in that. And I think if people actually started to step out of themselves and show that compassion for others and and be able to hold that space for them. I think the world would be a completely different place, to be honest with you. And I think that's a part of what's going on when we refer to as the ascension, which I'm sure this will be a good podcast for another time as well. But we as humanity are growing. Yeah. We will no longer be able to hide it behind the masks. When we have the ability to read those emotions, to be able to read whether someone's being honest, I mean, it's going to change everything because there no longer will be a place where we can hide. Mm -hmm. So it's what you see is what you get. And that alone will begin to shift and change our world. And I think that is also why so many more people are waking up more now with those empathic traits. They've always had them, but it's becoming stronger. I know in my clients, I'll have people kind of say, what's wrong with me because of this? Mm -hmm. And, And that's why it's so important, I think, for us to let people know there's nothing wrong with it. No, I've literally, my clients, I tell them, it's your superpower. It is a a superpower. Yeah, absolutely. It's just learning how to control it. And as we said, protection grounding, when can I turn it on? How do I turn it off? So that I'm not running, I refer to it as being like a live wire. So if I'm going to go into a hospital, I'm not going to go in wide open. Because there's so much energy there. So I'm going to be cognizant and aware when I'm going into certain locations where I know that energy is going to be high, where that emotion may be so deeply rooted, whether I'm going to my folks or family, or as I said, a a place like a hospital, it's so important to be aware of where you're going, because then we have tools that we can learn that's going to help us as we go into those situations or with those individuals. You know, how many times do we have a loved one that may be coming from that emotional space? And how do we not get drug into that emotion, but being able to step back and see it for what it is? And I think that's where it is important to know that there are different kinds of empaths. There's not just, you know, the one that's constantly feeling So I know that there's like an emotional empath and this type of empath is uh, very highly sensitive to the emotions of other people, but then there's a physical empath as well. They're sensitive to the pain and maybe the illnesses of others. So they may experience empathetic illnesses or symptoms that are not actually their own. And this actually happened with my sister when I was having my first child, she was having what we were calling sympathy pains. You would have thought she was the one in labor. She was sweating she was cramping and when I had my son she came to the hospital and she was like you can never do that again because I can't go through it (laughs) it was too much for her so yeah and as a physical empath that's how I started out too that's how my spidey senses started developing I lived in Calgary and I used to take the the buses and train systems and I'd be going to work and I'm like what's wrong with me I'd be getting headaches and back pain and everything else and it was another psychic that I went to that helped me to understand but 
I am a highly physical empath where I feel pain in other people. It does also help me in a reading because I can almost gauge the body system. I'm like, oh, you got a pain here. You got a pain here. There's something there. So I can, again, use it in my sessions. But as a physical empath, it was so important for me to learn how to release the energy that I was sucking in Mm -hmm. because it was making my physical body ill because it's like that part of myself, I didn't know how to deal with it. And I was taking those illnesses, those symptoms as being mine. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, it really was very hard on my physical body. Oh, for sure. The third kind of empath is an intuitive empath. And that's what you said when you bring it into your readings too. So when you talk about using physical empathy, I guess you could say in your readings, you also mentioned that there's that intuitive side that you bring in as well, where those intuitive empaths, they're extremely perceptive. And although there is no scientific evidence to support it, intuitive empaths may believe that they are psychic or telepathic. Yeah. And I think a lot of times I know with me, even with communication, I can connect with animals. I've always kind of been able to do that. So for me, I've always been more of a physical and an intuitive empath. Yes. More so than anything. And as you said, we're so perceptive. I refer to myself as a human tuning fork. Yeah. Because I vibrate. I'm an energy hound. I can feel blocks. I can feel illness in the body, even with animals. So it's beautiful, but I have to be very aware of, okay, was I experiencing this or feeling this five minutes ago? Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't, chances are I'm picking up someone else's stuff. And so within myself, I'll go, this is not mine. Yeah. And I will give it back to the beautiful earth because mm-hmm. the earth recycles energy, which is why I use the term grounding. I'm creating a circuit with the ground so mm-hmm. I can now send these vibrations that are not of a healthy level mm-hmm. back into that ground. And as I said, they're recycled and it's yeah. brought back out. It cleans it out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think for myself, I am more of an intuitive and emotional empath like that is especially the emotional I know with my human design, I am an emotional authority. So everything is based off those solar plexus. So when I'm working with clients, it is like it comes right into those solar plexus and it's like a direct line. So for me, I know I'm definitely an emotional one. And then the intuitive aspect, I mean, I'm not a big animal communicator, but I have communicated with my own animals. And it's like, I can tell when someone's thinking of me in my energy because like I'll think of them out of the blue or as soon as I think of them sometimes I'll get that phone call so I know that I definitely have that quote-unquote telepathic connection to some people when when they're in my energy I know I'm like so if you're talking about me I know (laughs) exactly and and I think that was why it was important to recognize there are different types and so important to not feel like there is something wrong with you If we didn't have that wake up, if we didn't have those opportunities to say, you know, something's up, I don't know why I'm this way. I mean, to me, that was the beginning of a calling. This was the beginning of a spiritual path that goes, I don't know what's happening to me. Mm -hmm. And that was the push to have me start the journey was the recognition that something was going on. And then when I started, there was no internet. So it was books and courses and things like that. But how important it is that we acknowledge those skill sets And not to, as we said, view them as being negative, but it is myself becoming more spiritually aware. It is me stepping into the divine badass that we joke around about. That's exactly what we're doing is the understanding of who we really are and the development of that side of ourselves. 
think also too, it's important to mention that it's using your clairsentience. It is using one of the main clairs when dealing with spirit and intuition. So it's like you're one step ahead of a lot of people. If you can really feel those emotions of others, then you are tapping into your clairsentience, you know? Yeah. So let's continue, Kim. Let's talk a little bit of some of the traits of an empath. Oh, yeah. Help some people understand things a little bit more, too. Yes. So, as an empath, you actually sense and feel emotion as though they are part of your own experience. And that's something that's important is I had to distinguish and learn what is mine and what is someone else's. Yep. And it's yeah. beginning to understand what that represents. Mm-hmm. I know I've often heard a lot with clients and stuff, and I don't feel this so much now, maybe as when I did when I first started come into everything, but being in close contact with a bunch of people. So like where you're in like a big stadium or out in like public where there's just a lot of people finding those situations really difficult. And I found like as you start to understand energy and your own energy and other people's energy, and like you said, grounding, you're able to really put yourself into those situations, feeling protected and knowing that you're not taking on anybody else energy as well. Yeah. That was something I'd always ask people. How do you feel when you go into a shopping mall at Christmas time? Yeah. As an empath, it's like, no. Again, that's why it's so important, right? You can pick up on subtle cues that provide insight on the thoughts of others. So how many times maybe you're with a loved one or even a friend and you have this, I always use the term spidey sense. That little spidey sense Mm -hmm. is going, something's wrong here. Mm -hmm. And so you'll look at them and say, hey, are you okay? What's going on? You know, mm-hmm. it's that deeper part we're picking up from an empathic level on that individual in their emotions. Mm-hmm. And I like that we said spidey sense. I would refer to spidey sense of like when you're being guided towards something like so you might feel like guided towards nature or getting into that little space that just feels quiet and alone. Like it's just that spidey sense just is it's just spirit just guiding you to where you need to be, you know. Yeah. And when you talk about nature, for me, that was one of the reasons why I live in the country now. Mm -hmm. I used to have a store in St. John and and the busyness and the energy. And I found it was almost like sensory overload, especially the more that I continue to to develop. Yeah. So for me, having that nature around, we have about 10 acres here. So that nature is huge. One, again, it's grounding. It helps to clear up vibrations. And so I recognize that that was something that I needed within myself because I am so sensitive. Yeah. That's why I'm manifesting my lake house (laughs) because I'm I know I need to be around water. The second I get around water, oh my God, like just, it's so different for me. So I'm like, it feels like home. It feels like home. It feels like peace. And it's like, that's why I'm like, I've got my 10 year goal. So mark it, you know, I've been working on this for a while, but like it was recently that I was like 10 years, you know, my kids will be out of school. They'll be moved out. I can go and go out into the country, get my lake house, be on the water. So that's my 10 year goal. We can mark it today. Yeah. <laughs> from 10 awesome. Years from now. <laughs> and I'm about 10 minutes from the ocean as well, because water, I'm a water sign. I'm a cancer. So water has yeah. always been important to me as well. I think it's important to let people know that if they're really feeling like they have a lot of emotion or holding on to stuff, get out in nature. Yeah, definitely. Also, you can get around positive people, (laughs) get around people that inspire you and motivate you. I know it's like, uh, I think it's Les Brown. He says, you know, if you were to look at 
the the people you surround yourself with and where they are in life and how they are, you're going to mimic them. Get around people that inspire you to be or just enjoy being in their energy because you're going to absorb that positive energy. But then in the next breath, you also want to be clear of who you're around because you don't want to be around people whose energy is very heavy and negative. So it's really being aware that you can absorb energy. And it's just about, again, being aware of whose energy and what energy you want to absorb. Yeah. And that may shift and change you to make decisions, you know, who you choose to have in your energy. You know, say I had a friend that has always been from that negative place. We may need to go into ourselves and say, is this relationship really beneficial for me? And yeah. recognizing it's okay to let go of things that no longer serve you. You know, there's a reason for all things. So we can be, I don't want to say sucked into someone else's drama, or mm-hmm. we can say, I see it for what it is. This is their journey. And I'm choosing to surround myself with love. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because like when I was on vacation, we went with friends and they were meeting up with other people. And I just, I just wasn't, I was having anxiety about sitting at this table with them. So I got up and I left and I went back to my room and I was like, why am I feeling so much anxiety? And the first thing I heard was because you don't, you don't relate to them. You don't want to share your energy with them because they're not talking about stuff that inspires you. There was a lot of drinking and stuff like that. And I, you know, I mean like, I'm all for having a good time, but it just, it wasn't my vibe that day or, you know, I'm, I'm kind of shifting away from that. So it's like really being picky. You notice how you begin to become picky and choosy about who you spend your time with. Yeah. Or energy with, I guess. Oh, for sure. And I know as an empath, and I said this a little bit earlier too, you can be easily overwhelmed by the feelings. You feel everything so much more intensely. And that's why I've always said empaths feel emotion 10 times more than the normal person. That's the way it definitely was for me. And that's why I struggled with it when I first started opening is because I was feeling everything. Yeah. What to do with it. I think that's where anxiety comes in because people don't know what to do with it. You spoke about anxiety. For me, one of the things I noticed, and I always tell my clients too, is almost having like heart palpitations. For me, I'm heart centered. So I feel everything through my chest. So there's a weight on my chest or literally feeling as though my heart is beating crazy, almost like an anxiety attack. And I recognize when I'm there, I'm like, oh, you're not grounded because you're picking up all this energy from other people, other things. Mm -hmm. So paying attention to the body is huge too. You'll know. Well, that's it, right? You you just don't feel for someone. You feel with someone. So it's like you take on that energy and it can be overwhelming. Yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Another trait for an empath is we are extremely sensitive and empathic people tend to be fantastic listeners. Kim, you probably experienced this too. How many times have you had a stranger come up to you out of the blue and start telling you their life story? Yes, <laughs> yes. If I had a nickel every time, right? (laughs) Yeah. And it's because on an energy level, they recognize that you're sensitive. They recognize that you are open and you're there. We are what I call helper healers. They may not consciously know, but they do from an energy perspective. Yeah. But it's a safe thing too. It's an energetically safe space, which I think it just naturally vibrates from you when you are an empath that it's almost like you get them, you can validate them and it feels safe. Yeah. Another trait is you may also be more vulnerable to manipulation or toxic behaviors. And I think there's that whole relationship between empaths and narcissists. And, you know, that's a whole other podcast we could go into as well, right? Yeah. One of the terms I use is I found that typically people that are highly empathic or even just empathic, I always use the term, we, we tend to be doormats. You know, we can allow things to go on, even though if it's not resonating with us, we will still agree. And Mm will we allow ourselves in some cases to be abused because of that. 
And it's important to recognize that, that we can choose something different. How would you deal with life as an empath? What are some things that would come forward? I think some of the the starting points is definitely setting clear boundaries, setting mm-hmm. healthy, clear boundaries, because then we're not going into that place of emotion and distress and worry. We know how to preserve ourselves so we don't get our energy and emotional reserves swallowed up. And that's really, really important is setting those boundaries, being able to step back and recognize if I'm going into a toxic space, one, I can choose to go there or not. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if it's something that I feel I need to do, I can then go in with my my armor on mm-hmm. and I'm ready to deal with what I need to deal with. And then when I leave that space, making sure that I am releasing any negativity, letting it go, knowing it's mm-hmm. not mine. I was like, too, is coming home and like when you're around people that are really, you know, draining, it's like coming home and just rubbing your animals, like giving your giving your dogs that good little rub and just really pouring into some kind of I want to say like that mellow energy of an animal. It is so intense. It is so comforting to bond with them. And it just kind of like, almost like, again, tops your tank up of back to where it needs to be. Definitely. And when we're in an emotional state, an animal, actually part of their job, if you will, is to help us clear negative emotion. That's what Mm -hmm. they do. And you'll recognize if you're having a a highly emotional situation going on, your animals, I make the joke, it's like they'll be Velcro. They're Mm -hmm. stuck to you. They're just helping us deal with that emotion. Another way to deal as an empath, if you're struggling to manage overstimulation on your own and it affects your quality of life or keeps you from relationships and other personal goals, a therapist or coach can help you learn to develop boundaries and identify helpful self-care approaches. Working Mm -hmm. with a coach, working with someone else is going to really help you to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I I think sometimes as as an empath, it's very difficult to set boundaries because we feel guilty. I want to help this person. Yeah. But knowing how important it is to be able to do so. I agree. I think that it's it's about having that safe. Again, it's, it's a lot of it's coming up of safe space to be able to be yourself, to be able to speak your truth. And yeah, having a coach being able to hold that space for you, I think is so important for sure. You can also to emotionally decompress, make sure you're taking, you know, those frequent short breaks during the day. You can meditate, go for a walk or do something else that just brings you back to that calm state that you you want to be in. I think for myself, I know that if I am feeling really overwhelmed, I'll personally just go for a walk. I'll take my dogs and I'll go for a walk and it doesn't have to be a long one. But it's just about kind of getting out of the energy that you're sitting in, moving and moving your body, moving your mind and being able to come back to that. Yeah, and I'll, I'll do the same. I'll go walking with my dog on the property. Another important one, build your sense of self-awareness by paying attention to your own feelings and the characteristics defining you. I think that's a huge one. We will put ourselves last. We will not honor those emotions, those feelings, because we, again, I think we go to those that place of guilt. Yeah. So, so important that you pay attention. One, it's going to help me know when I'm not in the energy where I need to go and clear. I need to do something different. And that's why I swear my message is that you fucking matter. (laughs) It's because you yourself, you as a person, you have purpose, you have your presence matters, your feelings matter, you know, you as a person matters. And the more we can become aware of your own feelings and make them just as important as somebody else's, I think that that is where part of this really 
I want to say claiming this title of empath begins because that is when you are claiming the power of an empath to see that you can connect with not only others on such a soul, deep, emotional level, but you can connect with yourself on that same soul, uh, emotional level. I think there's so much power in that. And then I think in the next part of that is being able to maintain that positive outlook, knowing that you are in control of your mind, you are in control of your life. And what you focus on is what you're going to attract. So, you know, you want to, again, be aware of who you're spending your time with and what you're spending your time watching or surrounding yourself with. Like, what are you feeding your mind with? Yeah, so important. Mm -hmm. Another thing that we can do is boost your self-esteem and we can repeat positive affirmations. But I know for me, my biggest growth in this area too came from the coaching work that I did for myself to releasing the trauma and seeing where my own personal limiting beliefs sat and understanding where it came from. So I now do have positive affirmations that I work with, but it was also with the understanding of where I was holding myself back and what the deeper part of my subconscious was telling me. So Mm -hmm. boosting our self-esteem, because I find a lot of us that are very sensitive from an empathic perspective, we have issues with Mm self-esteem. Which is heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. But I think it's also such a valuable lesson because we've been through it as well. You know, we have been there. We know what that feels like to go from lacking that self-esteem to coming into your divine self and feeling that power and that debt, just that empowerment that comes with knowing who you are and being unafraid to be who you are. Yeah. And I think it goes back to remembering that your needs and emotions are just as important as the ones you pick up in everyone around you. That is the key thing right there. You are just as important. Yeah. You matter. And that's one of the things my guides had always said to me. They'd show me the the old balance scales and they'd show me it going more in one direction, dropping down. And they say, if you're always giving everything of yourself, it is not in balance. And so Mm -hmm. they said to me, always remember, you are no better nor no worse than any other. Yes. And when we are putting everyone else's needs before ourselves, when we're not honoring ourselves and helping us to deal with our own emotional things that are going on, I'm literally harming myself on a soul level. Yeah. And how important it is for us to come back and honor ourselves. You have nothing to feel guilty about. Mm -hmm. It is part of what we need to do for ourselves because of how highly sensitive we can be. I find that interesting because like I know for myself, when and I was going through a hard time, I could see something was wrong with those I loved. And I'd be like, what's going on? They're like, oh, no, no, don't worry. You know, you're going through something so much harder. Like, it doesn't matter. And it was like, no, no, no. It's not like mine's bigger on the scale than yours. It's like, we're all going through something. So let me support you the way you're supporting me and like come together. So again, it's just coming back to realizing that no matter what's going on, there's not a level of, oh, well, your problem's bigger than somebody else's and they're more important than you. It's, it is. It's literally is that balance. And I think that that's a beautiful way to end this is that when you leave this podcast today and go out into your life and you are doing things for others, kind of look at, have I given too much to others? And I need to kind of balance out by giving back to myself and just kind of like see that, see how it weighs itself out back and forth and go about your day thinking about that. It's a beautiful thing to be able to give, but it's also a beautiful thing to receive, whether it's from others or from yourself. And I think that that's an important lesson for all of us empaths to learn. Yeah. And I want to add to that very quickly too, because I think as empaths too, I was always good at giving. I was not so good at receiving. Yep. You know, I felt guilty if, if I was going to receive something back. And again, something my guide said to me before was, how do you feel when you help somebody out? How does that feel inside? Well, we feel good. We feel empowered. We feel like we've made a difference. And they said to me, well, here's so-and-so that's trying to help you with something. 
And what do we do? We want to go, no, 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 I'm okay. But they said, think about that person and think about how you feel when you help them. When you say no to someone who is trying to help you back in return, you're taking that feeling from them. Yeah. And it's also understanding that there is a flow. As you give out, you receive. This is the law of cause and effect. So Mm -hmm. as we give out, we also have to be willing to receive that back to stay in the flow. So, so, so important knowing it's okay to do so. Beautiful words. This brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us during our conversation on Let's Talk Empaths. (laughs) What does it mean to be an empath? Such a good conversation today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Divine. And as always, thank you for listening. If you enjoy our show, please rate our podcast and be sure to come back next week as we're going to be having a special guest. So until then, this is Kim. And this is Paula. And don't forget that you are a powerful, I am divine badass. This podcast was created by Paula Hunter and Kim Garden. We welcome you to join our private Facebook group, I Am Divine, to connect with other like-minded individuals and be part of our special events that will only be found in our private community. We would love to hear your feedback on today's podcast and on any other topics that you would like to know more about. For more information about our podcast, information on Kim and Paula, our special events, spiritual coaching, training programs, or even to book a private reading with Kim or Paula, we invite you to visit our website at www.iamdivine.ca.